think about in-person events and we've all kind of gotten into the Zoom Zoom fatigue world where we're in virtual. And I know I've personally gone to a couple of conferences now and meetings where it ranged from 10 to 15 people up to one that was recently about 10,000 people. And there's just something about being in person that you cannot replicate. There's an excitement, there's a buzz. Everyone is very you know, excited to be back in person, to network, see their peers who they haven't seen in almost over two years for some industries. So that I think is, is first off the biggest you know, exciting thing is, is we are back in person. From Tyler Technologies, it's the Tyler Tech Podcast, where we talk about issues facing communities today and highlight the people, places, and technology making a difference. My name is Jeff Harrell. I'm the Director of Content Marketing here at Tyler Technologies, and I'm so glad you joined me. Well, here's the problem that we are looking at today. How do you pull off an event that helps your clients maximize the value and efficiency of their solutions when you've got thousands of users using many different solutions in many different areas of government? Well, even saying that out loud makes me a little tired and the task seem quite onerous. Well, Tyler Connect is Tyler Technologies user conference and we're going to get a sneak peek behind the scenes of this outstanding event because our guest today is Julia Mannheim. Julia is the manager of event experience here at Tyler and an amazing wealth of insight and information. You're really gonna enjoy this fun and informative look behind the curtain Without further ado, here's my conversation with Julia Mannheim. Well, I'm super excited to have Julia Mannheim here with us. Julia, welcome to the Tyler Tech Podcast. Thanks, Jeff. Happy to be here. And I'd like to start out just at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about you and and your background in events. Yeah, so I am currently the manager of event experience here at Tyler. I've been in this role just for a few short months. It's actually a new role we've created on our team, but I've been with Tyler for three years now. And before that, worked at another software company on their events team. Uh, We had a Connect conference as well. And then before that, worked with an association. So had a little bit on the, the trade association background. Most of my events previous to Tyler were anywhere from a couple hundred up to about 2,000. So moving to Tyler was a, a fun big jump for uh, Connect. <laughs> so that's a lot of a lot of events. And, and I think in the event world, are there certifications and things like that as an event planner? Yeah, yeah. So I've actually got two certifications. One is a CMP, which is a certified meeting professional. It is it is basically the gold standard in our industry. It it requires a lot of studying. A um, it's about a three hour exam that you go through that's proctored. And and again, it, it's really the the mark of someone who knows their stuff in the events industry. And then another designation is the DES, which is Digital Event Strategist. That one's really become very prevalent um, as we've been in the pandemic because it focuses on the virtual. So working on those digital events, focusing on the strategy behind that, how to really put on a good virtual event. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that that comes in very handy during a pandemic, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I know we wanted to focus on Tyler Connect because that's that's our biggest user conference of the year. It is a, a big conference. And I think one of the things we heard from 
some of our, our Tyler Tech Podcast listeners is, hey, it'd be fun to understand how that happens. I know there's a lot to it. You know, as an event goer, you, you show up and everything's already done and you just experience it. But there's so many things that happen or have to happen way ahead of time, months ahead of sometimes even years ahead of time to make an event like that happen. So I'd love to focus on Tyler Connect and really start with the why. Why does Tyler put on Tyler Connect? What's what's the biggest goal as a, an event planner that you that you want to accomplish? That's a great question, Jeff. So for us, the biggest why is our clients. We are looking to provide the best training, the best networking, and the best growth opportunities for our clients so they can continue to serve their communities and serve them well. So Connect is really where we bring it all together training, networking, you know, networking with your peers, networking with Tyler's staff, and then that thought leadership piece all into one place. So it, it's truly fitting that the name is Connect because that's what we're really trying to do is connect our clients. I love that. And I know I've been to Connect many times and as an event, I've been to other events as well. As I mentioned before, you, you show up, you see the event, you experience the event, but for someone that's not an event planner like yourself, I'm sure there's lots of things that you've got to think about when putting on an event, especially of this size, that those of us that are not in the event space wouldn't even think of. What are some of those things that you have to take in, into consideration? That's a, that's a good question. <laughs> I think one of, one of the biggest things that people don't really realize is how long that planning process is. Starting with our destination selection, that is actually done years in advance. We're, um, we're currently booked through 2025 um, and actually through 2027, I should say. And so that in and of itself is a huge piece of figuring out where we're going to go, getting those projections and finding that home of where where connect's going to go but you know once we're getting into the real nitty-gritty once we finish up connect uh usually april may we immediately start planning the next one so i think there's a lot that goes into that you know that timeline in and of itself that a lot of people don't realize and beyond that there's a lot of details there's <laughs> tiny things from you know the number of chairs in a room to where we even place the buffets that we have a rhyme and reason to it all. So if you see something, there, there's probably a lot that went into the decision to have it. Yeah, getting to see a little bit of a glimpse into Tyler Connect. I know when you guys finish an event, finish a Tyler Connect, it's almost like the next week you're started on next year's yep. version of that. So it's not like there's almost even a time to, to catch your breath a little bit before you're, you're right on into the, the next one. Because again, like you said, the goal is to make sure it's it's a great experience for our clients. So I love that. And one of the questions I've always had specific to this is I look at the number of people that you have to feed at one time. Like how does, how do you pull that off? <laughs> Industrial kitchens, I will say. <laughs> I, I'm joked that, you know, luckily I'm not the one back there or we would probably have, you know, spaghetti and meatballs for every single meal. But <laughs> in all seriousness, our partners at the convention centers and the hotels that we work with are, are truly amazing. They are the true professionals at getting everything done. And, and there is a lot of pre-work that goes into that. So we're, you know, choosing our menus well in advance, weeks, if not months in advance of the conference. We go in and when we do our site visits months before, we'll do tastings with them. So that way we know what the quality is and, 
and we are not hesitant to push back and say, you know, this isn't, this isn't up to our standards. You guys really got to keep working on a certain menu item or completely scratch it. So there, there's a lot that goes into that menu planning, meal planning, and, and it's tough, but you know, when it's, when it's a finely tuned machine, it really is a sight to behold. Is there some meals or food that you, you wouldn't serve because it's harder to keep you know, fresh or I would imagine there like some things maybe, you know, can last a little bit longer than is that, does that narrow the menu down a little bit thinking about how many people you have to feed at one time? Oh, for sure. There, there definitely are certain items that some groups, it, it all kind of depends on your group profile. So, you know, if I've got a group of say truck drivers coming in, <laughs> clearly this is not for connect, but that's probably going to be more of a meat and potatoes group versus a yoga team they're going to be into the salads and things like that. So knowing the the your group's profile and demographics is going to be key to making sure you're choosing something that can fit their needs. And as well, we've got a ton of dietary restrictions that we try to accommodate. So whether it be gluten-free or dairy-free, celiac, things like that, as well as, you know, making sure we've got options for our vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian. Yeah. So it sounds like really understanding who it is you're feeding really is an important ingredient, uh, so to speak, in, in what you come up with from a food perspective. Yeah, exactly. Julia, you mentioned earlier the location, and I know you've got locations planned out through 2027, I think you said. What are the considerations, like how, when you think about places to go for Connect, what are some of the things that you have to think about when you're choosing a location? Yeah, there's a ton that goes into our, our decisions for our site selection. So first and foremost, when we're looking at Connect, we've got to look at logistically who can hold over 7,000 people, both in meeting space and hotels, because you'll find some destinations that have plenty of meeting space and say it's exhibit space, but they can't necessarily hold the number of breakout rooms we need. Or they may have that meeting space, but the actual hotels in the area can only hold say like two to 3000. So there is a, a fine line of finding that mix of who can hold this many people. And again, I mentioned we, we hold over a hundred concurrent breakouts. So finding space that can fit our groups that, you know, need a classroom that's only 20 people in that space or can hold up to 300, 400 in that space for a breakout. So that that's probably our biggest initial consideration and from there, there's a bunch of other factors that we look into. So we look into, you know, where we've been in the past, what is the airlift, which is how easy it is to fly in and out of a destination. And then look at the profile of the city and what it has to offer our attendees. Is it a safe destination? Is it somewhere that has good infrastructure for, for our attendees and is going to make that experience an enjoyable place to go to? I love it. I, d- I didn't think about it, but I think probably... Our event, Tyler Connect, there's a lot more breakout. I've been to other conferences, and they may mm-hmm. have four or five different breakouts any one time. We have probably close to 100 because of the number of solutions that we have. So I didn't think about that yeah. being being such a big factor in eliminating maybe some areas we might want to go but just can't mm-hmm. because of space. Yeah, yeah. It certainly does put limitations, but it's worth it uh, to have all of our teams together. And the more and more we realize our connected community's vision, the more and more we're going to have crossover into those concurrent sessions. Any fun stories on scouting locations or any kind of unique 
things that have happened as have you as you've scouted different places that we might go? Yeah, it's funny you ask that. I think when people hear about meeting planners and event planners and they think about those site visits, they really kind of have this idea that it's a wine and dine and these glamorous trips. But I'm, I'm here to bust that myth and tell you that it is truly nonstop working from, from <laughs> dawn till dusk. <laughs> and what it is, is that when we do these site visits, we are coming in with a bit of a critical eye from the start. So anything from how is the airport? How is the drive from the airport to the hotel or convention center? Looking at how many restrooms are in a facility, where are they located? I know, especially for women, making sure there are enough stalls in a bathroom can be a very important thing. Sure. Uh, looking from an accessibility standpoint, do we have mother's rooms available? quiet spaces, things like that. So the scouting, you're always on and you're always kind of taking a look, seeing how it would impact your attendees when we're doing these site visits. As for any fun stories, it really depends on the destination. I will say you always come away with a story if you're you're going to Vegas and and (laughs) even for work, that is no different. But I, I can't think of any that really come to mind uh, right now. <laughs> well, nor can you share them if they happen in Vegas. They have to yeah. stay there, right? So you can't share it anywhere. <laughs> well, what, what are some of the things as a planner that keeps you up at night? The things that keep me up at night, it's really just making sure that we have done our due diligence to make sure what we're putting out is, the, is what the attendee needs are. And it's that it's meeting our goals and objectives as well as safety. Safety is always going to be top of mind, whether it's physical safety, mental safety. That is always something that that is peak and key in whenever we're building events. And can kind of conversely, what's your biggest joy when you when you put on an event? I imagine that there's things that happen, ups and downs, good and bad. What, what's some of the joys that you get to experience when you put on an event? Oh, there are a lot. I always like to say my favorite part of event planning is actually when we're on site. We get to see all of our hard work for, you know, a year plus coming together and, and just seeing it all come to fruition. All the things you've been conceptualizing, strategizing and, and putting it and seeing it in person is really just something to behold. So I would say that that's definitely the greatest joy and just seeing people come together for a common goal, you know, it, it can, and it can be multiple goals, but seeing people come together, that that's really a beautiful thing. And I know one thing you guys do really, really well is ha- ask for feedback, have that feedback loop. I know you ask for feedback from every attendee. And I'm sure there's Positives and negatives. Every with an event that big, there's going to be some things probably that don't go like you necessarily <laughs> planned. But I'd love to know what what's some of the best feedback that you've had. Yeah, and and this is a great question. It's hard to just pinpoint one. So I'll, I'll kind of generalize. The best feedback we get is when attendees let us know that what they came in to do was accomplished. And then some, you know, we're always looking to exceed expectations and provide ways that surprise and delight where, you know, you didn't even know this was on your goal list of when you came to this conference, but you found a way to really take home more than you anticipated. And I, of course, I've got to ask on the other side, you know, blooper reel kind of stuff. What, what are some of the things that maybe haven't gone right or necessarily you've learned from and you've had to kind of tweak as you go along. I'm sure there's a little bit of nature of a triage having to 
kind of figure out some things to do to make sure that you avoid some of those crises. Oh yeah. Yeah. We are planners. So we, our minds are always rolling with, you know, what, what haven't we planned for? What are potential crises? How severe are they? You know, we, we've dealt with things from massive flooding, like we had in Nashville, uh, in, I think it was 2010, um, to smaller things where there was a fire drill at, at the property. And so we all had to evacuate still a very serious thing, but minor in terms of, of impact. So what we try to do is we try to plan as best as we can. We have a crisis planning that we do risk management. We take a look at everything, but the the wonderful thing about being human is you can't plan for everything. There's always going to be something that is out of your control. And it's just kind of how do you approach everything, making sure, you know, you've got great communication chains set up. So that way, everyone who needs to know, we can, we can triage as quickly as possible. I've seen from just from previous experience, we've had to get like FBI involved with some bomb threats and things like that. So, you know, there's tons that can go wrong. A lot is out of our control, but uh, that's where having a real solid crisis and risk management plan is key. Well, I think I've heard this too, and this, this doesn't apply necessarily just to event planning, but I know it applies to, to the team that we have here at Tyler, which is you can't always know what's going to happen, but you can control how you react to it. And I think For sure. you guys do such a great job when, when something does happen that you, you, know, you, couldn't, you couldn't foresee or plan for mm-hmm. how you then rally to, to handle it, keep, stay calm and just kind of think through. I think that's probably makes, you know, makes up a good event person when you can have that kind of frame of mind and, and that calmness about you to be able to go, okay, well, we couldn't control what happened, but we can control mm-hmm. how we react and what we do now. Yeah. And I think what's great about our team is we take every experience and, and we learn from it. Were there things we could do better? Were there ways we could have prepared better? And, and as a team, we are all very open and we share that information. So that way, if we're even talking smaller events at Tyler, we, we have that wherewithal uh, to, to handle any challenges that come towards us. Well, I, I want to ask about Connect specifically because you guys are, are in the midst of planning for Tyler Connect 2022. It's, it's going to happen in May. What are the, some of the things that maybe you, sh- you could share? I know you can't share a whole lot about it, but maybe some of the things you can share. If someone's thinking about going, what are some of the things that you can share that might, might help them decide? Yeah. So uh, this year we're we're so excited, first off, to be back in person, to bring everyone together. So it, there's there's no other place like it. You know, when, when I think about in-person events and we've all kind of gotten into the Zoom Zoom fatigue world where we're in virtual. And I know I've personally gone to a couple conferences now and meetings where it ranged from 10 to 15 people up to one that was recently about 10,000 people. And there's just something about being in person that you cannot replicate. There's an excitement. There's a buzz. Everyone is very, you know, excited to be back in person to network, see their peers who they haven't seen in almost over two years for some industries. So that I think is, is first off the biggest, you know, exciting thing is, is we are back in person. But, you know, specifically for Connect, the training is is irreplaceable. We've got over 800 sessions that are going to cover 
things from, you know, basic software training to going in depth with our labs. We're super excited to bring our labs back in person this year. And then uh, looking at our thought leadership with our featured speakers. So we um, were so excited to continue this series. And in fact, we're planning on having our friend Jason Dorsey join us again to talk about that generational research and leadership. So we're super excited to bring in some old speaker friends and some new ones to increase that thought leadership, those very uh, specific industry topics that are going to help everyone kind of grow, serve their communities and and look towards the future. And then networking, you know, I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but a huge reason why connect is connect is for the ability for our clients and attendees to talk to each other, you know, share those best practices. How are they doing things? How did they handle things during the pandemic? and creating those relationships that truly last outside of the event itself. Julia, I was going to ask you, you know, hey, no one's listening. Give us a little little hint, little nugget (laughs) about you. And you just gave us one. Jason Dorsey, if you haven't heard Jason Dorsey speak, he is the absolute expert on the generations. We did a, a study with him on how the four generations want to and are engaging with their local government. It is fascinating work. So I'm excited to hear that, yes. that Jason's coming back. There's a couple others I know you can't tell us about yet, but I think if you're listening to this and you're thinking about going to Connect, you'll want to go because there's a couple of really big surprises. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We we do have some uh, and a very exciting lineup. And again, I, I can't speak too much to it, but I did want to a drop a little Easter egg that our, our client event, which we always do a fantastic job of uh, providing that kind of entertainment value with the conference, it is going to be someone who is one award away from the prestigious EGOT, the Ooh. Emmy, Golden Globe, Oscar, Tony, I don't want to call it a trifecta, but <laughs> they, Watch, like, whatever are, that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are our entertainment for, for that evening. So it, it's really going to be next level. You're probably going to have some sleuths listening right now that are going to try to figure it out. I love it. Love the, love the Easter egg. Well, I want to finish with a couple other questions, Julia, maybe not necessarily completely related to Connect, but I'd love to know, this is just more inquiring minds want to know, what's the coolest location that you've ever done an event at? The coolest location I've ever done an event at, it's probably one of my favorites is actually Hawaii. Um, getting, (laughs) it it would be a dream to bring connect there, but I, I don't think our attendance (laughs) would be a little bit cost prohibitive, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's one of the places where when we get to do those fun, exotic destinations is always my favorite, but, uh, you know, looking at destinations for connect and, and things like that in terms of cities, I love Indianapolis where we're going for connect 2022. I had never been there before 2019 and I was just blown away by that city. Some of the friendliest people, very clean, very safe, very friendly and so much to do. So I I really enjoy Indianapolis and I'm so excited to share it as a destination with um, all of our clients. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I've been there a few times and had had a great visit every time. Like you said, they're friendly. It's easy to get to, it's easy to get around in town Mm -hmm. as well. And yeah, I think it's not just because we're finally back in person, but I think because it's also in Indianapolis this year that we are all so excited about Connect 2022. 
Can't believe it's only, a, say, a few months away. It's, what, about four <laughs> or five months away when this episode drops. So, yeah. and it's it's not too far down the down the path, and we're super excited. Well, Julie, anything else that you wanted to cover before we, uh, we close up the interview? No, I, I just want to thank you for your time, Jeff, and really hope we get to see everyone in person in Indianapolis in May 2022. Awesome. Well, Julia, thanks for all that you do, all the hard work that you put into planning these events. I, I know during the event, you don't get a lot of, of sleep, but uh, <laughs> it's always, I'm sure you always feel like it's worth it because it is such a great experience, not only for our clients, but for the Tyler staff as well. Yeah. So thanks for all the hard work and, and expertise that you bring to the table as well. Thank you, Jeff. Well, Julia is excellent at what she does, and I hope you enjoyed getting a better understanding of what goes into pulling off an event totally focused on creating the best possible experience for our clients. Well, thanks for listening to the Tyler Tech Podcast. We drop a brand new episode every other Monday, so please subscribe. And if you enjoy the podcast, we would love for you to leave us a review. Well, until next time, this is Jeff Harrell, Director of Content Marketing for Tyler Technologies. We'll talk to you soon.